Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Welcome. You're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. My name is LaCharles, and we're so glad you could join us. But before we get into the Word, let us open up in prayer. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for your consistency, Lord. We just thank you that you have always loved us, Lord, even when we weren't showing you that love, Lord, but that you have always looked out for us, Lord, and that you have only done good to us, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you that you have given us your Son, Jesus Christ, Lord, to save us, Lord, and that you have also given us your Holy Spirit, Lord, to lead us into all truth in all situations, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're glad to have you with us as we dive into the Word, continuing our study in the book of Hebrews. This morning we are continuing in, I'll say, chapter 2, still on verses 10 through 18. So if you are joining us for the first time or rejoining us, just want to encourage you to pause the episode at this time and just take the opportunity to reread that section of Scripture just to make things easier to follow along in the discussion. Amen. 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 All right. And now the floor is open to give each and every one of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and ask any questions that you have. So who would like to begin? I would. All right, Layla. So what the Lord was showing me first, um, what verse does this go to? Technically 12. So I'll read the whole thing. I will declare your name to my brethren in the midst of the assembly. I will sing praise to you. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, here am I and the children whom God has given me. And that last part was very interesting. Something that really caught my attention. And what I mean by this or that statement is this. So when the Lord called Jesus, he gave attendance will call if you will like what happens in a classroom full of students the teacher will call out a name and the student when their presence says here or present and if we go back and look through history we see in genesis 3 9 verses or chapter 3 verses 9 and 10 say this then the lord god called to adam and said to him where are you so so he said and this is adam i heard your voice in the garden and i was afraid because i was naked and i hid myself Adam was afraid because he knew he sinned and was untrustworthy with the dominion the Lord gave Adam and woman who later became Eve only after sin. And he, Adam, did not, didn't want to be held accountable, if you will. He wasn't willing to present himself because of that sin and because he knew he had violated the trust that God placed in him. But what we see with Jesus, when the Lord called him, when it was his turn in the Garden of Gethsemane before he was crucified and he finished out the course that the Lord had laid before him, he was present. Anytime that the Lord called, Jesus said, here I am. He was never afraid of God's voice. He never had to hide himself because there was no sin in him. There was no sin in him when he was in heaven, when he was on the earth. And now that he's back in heaven, he's he will always be sinless. So he he didn't feel afraid to to come stand before the Lord. And that's something 
that we have to watch for and something that the Lord showed me was I was only afraid of him and his presence when I knew I was sinning and doing stuff I wasn't supposed to be doing. But when I was on the up and up and I was behaving trustworthy and righteously, I had no problem with him calling my name at any moment. If he came and said, Layla, where are you? And I go, here I am, Lord, I'm over here. I'm doing what you told me to do. Mm-hmm. Not sewing a, a fig dress for myself because <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to, trying to cover the sin. Exactly. Throw a cloak over it. Lord, that's just my leaf pile to jump in in the fall. But there's no fall here. You know what I mean, Lord. Mm -hmm. And there are other scriptures that support this as well that demonstrate the the difference. So the scripture that I read from originally about Jesus that comes from Isaiah 8.18. And it says, here am I and the children whom God has given me. And then when we read in John 17 verses 12 through 13, Jesus is saying this in the the high priestly prayer, if you will, while I was with them, he's talking about his disciples in the world. I kept them in your name. Those whom you gave me, I have kept and none of them is lost except the son of perdition that the scripture might be fulfilled. So we see that Jesus proved himself to be faithful in all that God gave him and all of the people entrusted to his care were still accounted for. And the son of perdition, that was Judas, and that was already accounted for as well. So Jesus wasn't afraid when the Lord called for his other disciples. And two really good examples that the Lord showed me was Abraham and Samuel. Now, Samuel did have it mixed up a little bit in the beginning in Samuel 3 when he thought it was Eli calling him, but we are looking at his heart. So he was at least willing to listen for his name being called and mm-hmm. was willing to go and do whatever it was that was being asked of him as long as it was in line with what the Lord had said. So when Eli finally perceived that the Lord was calling Samuel, Samuel had no problem saying, Speak, Lord, because your servant's listening. He had a heart to hear the Lord, which is why the Lord was able to call him in the first place. And the same thing with Abraham, when he called him to tell him, go offer uh, up Isaac, your son, as a sacrifice to me. It was because Abraham purposed in himself that he was going to be listening for the voice of the Lord. And whatever the Lord asked him to do, he was going to do it. And even though Abraham was like, well, that's my only son and all these things, doubts were running through his mind or had the opportunity to paralyze him and cause him to transgress. He still trusted in the Lord and did what he was supposed to. Now, because the Lord is good to us, Isaac was not killed. He, you know, he grew up and he had uh, Jacob and Esau and then the 12 patriarchs of Israel and we see the lineage continue. But if Abraham had hidden himself from God and was unwilling to listen, then we wouldn't have he wouldn't have have had a place in Jesus' lineage. And why I say had a place in his lineage? Because Jesus was going to come through the earth regardless of what man chose. But Abraham had to do what was necessary if he wanted to be a part and wanted to be, um, what's the word? Like, not a grandparent, but... Ancestor. An ancestor. Thank you, LaCharles. An ancestor of our Messiah. Same thing with Rahab and David. Everybody had a choice. Now, Esau chose to go his own way. It could have been Abraham, Isaac, and Esau, but because Esau was unwilling to do the work and didn't want to hear God's voice, hear his instruction, or hear his correction, his part was taken out of the lineage of Christ. So it's Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, because the Lord changed his name afterwards. So that's Mm -hmm. something that we have to consider. We're only afraid of the Lord when we're sinning. So what's the summation of that point? Don't sin. And 
don't willfully sin is what I mean. Don't look God in his eyes and go, yeah, Lord, I know you said don't lie, but I'm going to do it anyway because this is just what I want to do. That's something that I had to learn as well. It was always when I blatantly sinned, when I looked God in his eyeballs and said, Lord, I know you said don't do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Mm -hmm. And you're going to forgive me later that I was afraid of his presence. And he doesn't want his children to be afraid of him. No parent wants their children to run and, well, no good parent, I should say that, wants their children to run away from them in terror and not want to be around them. Mm -hmm. They want to be close and have a deep and intimate relationship with their children. And so does the Lord desire that for us, that he would be our God and we would be his people. Mm -hmm. And in this situation, God is not going to lower his standard Amen. to be appeasing to human flesh. So human flesh will feel like he's common. And they're able to just um, disrespect him and mistreat him. And God's going to go, okay, I'm okay. You can punch me and beat me. I'm okay. Treat me however you want. And I'll just take it. No, Christ no. has, he, he did that. He endured hostility against himself by unbelievers, which every human was a part of that brutalizing thing. That was a one-time deal. But God is not going to change his standard so that we'll feel more comfortable around him. He's saying, love him enough and come up and choose his standard so that you feel confident in his presence and feel um, confident to come boldly before the throne of grace. Yes, mommy, something else that the Lord showed me, and even in this particular verse where it talks, and actually this is chapter three in the beginning of it, where it's talking about Moses being faithful in the Lord's house, and then we see Jesus being faithful in the Lord's house, there is a double reference there that's also tying back to the here am I and the children whom God has given me. Now, the first one is talking about um, Jesus in his ministry when he was here on earth. He was faithful in the ministry that God gave him, which was to be the 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 spotless lamb offered for the world. And then there's also the references Jesus as our shepherd because his mission didn't just stop after he rose from hell, right, and ascended to power and high. He still is shepherding us now and instead of it just being him one person on the earth the holy spirit is now doing mm -hmm. his role so that he's with us and in us at all times to mm -hmm. shepherd us and to hurt us to the destiny where we're supposed to be to to back to the heavenly community so there's a, a double reference there and when we look in john 10 and john 17 where jesus is talking about the good shepherd the sheep that were his they heard his voice and they mm -hmm. answered and they followed him but a stranger, they didn't know. They fled from said stranger. And then you see um, in chapter 17 where he talks about the ones that come the back way through the window. They're thieves and robbers. They aren't the true shepherd. And in other places, the Lord uses, I believe it's Ezekiel, when he's talking about the the shepherd boys. They weren't the true ones, but they were, they were hirelings. So when the wolf came, they ran and left the sheep to become lunch. But Jesus did not. He didn't forsake us and just leave us and go, oh, well, you're being stubborn. You're not going to listen to me. Or I don't want to, you know, have to put in any effort or any work. He, he stayed with us and has proven himself faithful and demonstrated his consistent and unfailing love for us. So now it's our turn to show appreciation for what God has done because he, Jesus didn't have to die on the cross. He, it could have just been Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and the, the two-thirds of the angels that did not choose the devil. And that could have just been the end of it. But he wanted to give us an opportunity to be his sons and daughters. And because of that, he went through, he laid out this elaborate plan full of 
benefits and blessings and goodness. And because we are his children, we should also reciprocate our love to him and make sure that he knows without a shadow of a doubt that we're willing to do what he's asked us to do, even though our flesh may be saying no. Amen. He said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. The easiest person you'll ever love. (laughs) Most clear standards you can imagine. If you love him, you'll keep his commandments. But Charles? Lily, you said something very important when you're talking about this, but um, also we have to consider that when he was calling out to people, we know that... Who, the, the Lord was calling yes, out? Yes, the Lord, when okay. he calls out to people, he calls mm-hmm. out to all, but it's up to the person to draw near to him. And mm-hmm. Lily, you brought up the role of a parent, but as you said, they didn't know his voice. Me personally, I don't get to call somebody randomly in Walmart and they come to me. That's <laughs> not how it works. It denotes a relationship between us. Adam had a relationship with God mm-hmm. in the beginning. That's why the Lord expected him to come. But we have to maintain that standard of being a son to mm-hmm. the Lord. Meaning mm-hmm. that when the devil fell, um, tried to ascend on high, he didn't just have access to the Lord to go talk to him as he wanted to. We see that even inside of Job where it says he presented himself with the um, angels when they were before the throne room of God. It said he had to go to the Lord first. He didn't say, yeah, Lord, I'm here. And that's how he went about it. He still had to go through the proper way. But as humans, that's something that we forget. We think that, okay, Lord, we have a relationship. So now the standard does not apply to me. I can break down the framework that you have already set up and I can do what I want. Well, there's an element that that you're talking about or around, I should say. It's not just about relationship, right? There's also authority. So the Lord says, many are called and few are chosen, right? Yes. Who's the one calling? The Lord. Okay. The Lord's the one calling, but he tells everyone else, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. But wait, let's look at even in our own household. Do you just get to, to yell to us, to your mother and I from the other end of the house and expect us to come running? No. 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 No, you better take those two feet, those Cadillacs, and move towards us, right? And be sure to say, excuse me. Exactly. Manners, (laughs) respect, the whole game. Absolutely. Say, excuse me, and wait to be acknowledged before you start talking. Mm -hmm, Right? Yes. In this house. Mm -hmm. Now, so how much more so for our Lord and Savior and in the kingdom? Even more so. Okay. Oh yes, we can we can call to the Lord and, and, and you can call to us when when there's an emergency, right? Yes. When when yes. it's it's something that, you know especially if life and death is on the line, but you know, we rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Amen. <laughs> that means you're in a disobedience somewhere. Exactly. Because those ministering angels are already on their job and assignment. The Holy Spirit is has already, already taking convicted care of everything. You. Yes. But I mean the hedge of protection is up in this household and around this family. So if there's peril and danger, somebody did not listen. And that's somebody which, being it doesn't even have an yes. opportunity to come forth. Okay. Hmm. So, mommy. <laughs> so just understand that, right? As for all of us, it's not just because there's a relationship. Now, you can treat the Lord any old kind of way. No. If we, if we don't do it towards those in authority in our own lives and in our own households, a natural father, we a natural, show right? Exactly. And honor too. How much more so do we? Owe that to God. Amen. And the beautiful thing about the Lord and our relationship with him is that we are sons and daughters. When we have been drawn, we've drawn near the blood of Jesus Christ. We've come through the door. 
who is Christ Jesus. We are sons of God. That includes us ladies. We're sons of God. Uh-huh. And we can approach him. So you guys, you have to show us respect. Our, our household does follow the divine order. Rest in, and believe that. Amen. And with that, you do have access in a way that a stranger does not. Just because you're yes. my son or my daughter doesn't mean you can disrespect. It means that you can come boldly and with confidence and say, excuse me, with confidence, excuse me, mommy. <laughs> and then let your request be made known. And then I'm just talking about in natural terms and make your petition. But don't call me Kamisha. Don't make that mistake. Hmm. Ooh, look. <laughs> Don't let the devil lie to you and, and tell you that's going to be okay. While you're in our house, as, as in as little children, I don't care and how And when old you're you full get. grown, right? exactly. Right. I don't, don't care you if you have your own John? children. Yes. Unless we're in a crowd, uh, no, you still better not holler out John or Kamisha. You better be saying, "Mom, Dad." No, just playing. <laughs> no, you could do that if the, you know there's a bunch of people around. There's a lot of moms in that seat, I'm sure, a lot of dads. But don't forget who you are and don't forget who we are and likewise when we approach our heavenly father don't forget who he is he's still almighty god even though he's daddy even though he's abba he's still almighty our lord and savior don't forget who he is that band of gold around his waist and fire in his don't forget Mm -hmm. who he is the one who was and is and is to come Respect him, call him Lord, but show him that in every way and aspect Amen. of your life. Yes, mommy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, please continue, sir. Well, Dad, as you're saying that, um, we don't have that opportunity to do so, and that's not how we're supposed to approach the Lord. Um, and you talked about this as well, Lily, when you're saying that the Lord did all these things, yes, because he loved us and because he... I'll preface what I'm about to say with he's not beholden to man, meaning that man is the Mm -hmm. sole reason that he continues to do what he does. Mm -hmm. Man is just a benefit or a perk, perk for the man, I would say, to get to heaven. That's how the Lord described it to me. It's inconsequential whether I'm in there or not. The Lord's going to enjoy himself regardless. He's going to be God (laughs) (laughs) all by himself. And it's a matter of we are the, the optional part. Right. And it's our option whether we choose to join him or we choose to be against him. We choose to remain as his child or we choose to depart and become an illegitimate or just disjointed or and merely his creation. So that he's always going to be God. The kingdom is going to wrap up. Go ahead and read Revelation. Uh Those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life are the only ones that are going to continue into eternity. And those are the only ones who are sons of the most high God. So it is in our benefit. We are the beneficiaries of this arrangement. Yes. And as such, we have to maintain the status of being sons instead of trying to thinking that if we're sons, once we're sons, always that mindset of no matter what I do, I can always come back to the Lord. Yes. He does want us to repent, Mm -hmm. but there's a fine line between that, meaning that the Lord's not going to allow you to abuse him and then say, Oh Lord, I love you. At the end of it, we have to actually make the decision to walk in the walk inside of what the Lord has for us. We see that the Lord addressed the Pharisees. He said, you guys claim that your son is of Abraham, but you don't do his works, nor do you love the one who actually does the works that mm-hmm. Abraham loved. Mm-hmm. 
you don't show that same consistency mm-hmm. on the outward surface they had diluted blood of abraham in their veins and meaning that it's been a while but they still acknowledged mm-hmm. him as their father regardless of what they were doing but as humans we we have to hold ourselves to the standard of we should be doing the acts that glorify god so so they had mm-hmm. deluded themselves yes right making a claim but living in complete opposition jesus said in that i believe in that section or maybe it was another one but he said abraham spoke of me right yes in other words you're claiming abraham is your father but abraham was speaking of me but clearly there was a a lack of respect given there was mistreatment right it's downright yes. abuse right mm-hmm. so let's ensure that we're not doing that in our hearts but then also trying to claim the blessings and the benefits mm-hmm. of of sonship and whether that's man or woman right mm-hmm. <laughs> of sonship don't don't try to i'll say you can't have it both ways you cannot do everything in opposition to our heavenly father but then think you're his child you would have deluded yourself amen yes. and ephesians and philippians um the lord through paul says something specific about sincerity mm-hmm. um and at the end of ephesians the he said grace be with all those who love the lord who love our lord jesus christ in sincerity mm-hmm. and then in philippians uh chapter one he was talking about people who were preaching christ out of pretense or with false or wrong motives and those who were preaching him genuinely with sincere motives um in his, verse 16 of chapter one says the former preached christ from selfish ambition ambition not sincerely supposing to add affliction to my chains but the latter this is verse 17 out of love knowing that i am appointed to the for the defense of the gospel so it's a small a small note there but there's a distinction there were people who were professing christ they were saying all these things but it wasn't from a place of sincerity and christ knows the difference so if we are sincere towards him the door i mean the forgiveness well is available but you're not going to just go, oh, Lord, forgive me, when the trumpet sounds, like, you know, what I used to try to do, and think you're going to fool anybody with that, least of all God. You can fool some humans. They may buy into that and think, oh, what a say, what a, he's well, on fire for the do. Lord. She's on do. fire for God. You know how many times I heard that and was living like the Dickens behind closed doors? But outside of the church walls. I wasn't even quite closed doors. It was as soon as I got out that parking lot, living like the Dickens. So. God is not fooled. He is looking for sincerity of heart. And anytime we sincerely repent, he is ready, willing, and able to forgive. Amen. Well, let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close us out in prayer, Prayer, please? I will. Thank you, Layla. Lord, we thank you for today, and we thank you for the joy that you brought to this discussion this morning. Lord, we thank you for the understanding that has been imparted to us. We ask that mercy cover our partners and listeners, Lord, as they go to school and they go to work, Lord, and they complete the task that you've assigned to them, Lord, in strength and victory. And we thank you for all good things that come from you. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' somebody name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on Connect in the menu bar and complete the form. 
be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.